Extremely implausible accidents do not feel innocent. When, for instance, an inch-long steel bolt shook loose and fell from an Aeromexico DC-8 cruising at 38,000 feet, drifted seven miles to Earth, and embedded itself in the skull of an eight-year-old girl hoeing weeds with her widower father in a Mexican cornfield, killing her almost instantly, the term freak accident did not begin to appease. The minds of everyone who loved the girl groped for explanations. A thunderhead shook things loose. An airline skimped on maintenance inspections. A skilled maintenance man distracted by a coworker's tale of a secret affair failed to torque down the bolt despite the thousands he had faithfully inspected. But no rational explanation, not even a correct one, purges the preposterousness from the event. An inch-long bolt, seven miles, the perfect timing, the tiny target. Chance veered so far out of its way to kill this child that some sort of premeditated attack seemed to have been committed. The question then became, by whom? Who was the unseen attacker? Destiny? Fate? God? One wants to know. And one doesn't want to know. Because say, it is God. Suppose that not a sparrow or human-made meteor falls without his knowledge. Suppose the winds are his breath, and his exhalations also carefully steered the steel throughout its drifting, twisting, high-speed fall. Now say you're the girl's father. Suppose you call out to your daughter when she drops in the dirt, wondering what crazy game she's playing, smiling at her histrionics as she briefly writhes, then lies perfectly still. Suppose that, as the game grows protracted, you grow irritated, stroll over to her, and find the small, blood-filled cavity amid the raven hair you braided that morning. Suppose you look skyward as you shatter and glimpse miles above, not even the departing jet, but only a fast-vanishing contrail. Now start trying to love that all-knowing, oh-so-careful God. Suppose you are the Jesuit novice from El Norte, summoned in the old padre's absence to console the mourners at her grave. Suppose that, after heart-sick consideration, you fall back on your Jesuit training, draw a troubled breath, but try to sound confident as, in your stiff foreign Spanish, you tell the girl's father and handful of ragged friends, Yours is a terrible loss. I'm more sorry than I can say. But God loves those he takes, as well as those he leaves behind. His purposes are beyond us. We must trust, even so, that all things are meant to bring us to holiness. Suppose the father grows wild-eyed, leaps forward, and smashes your face repeatedly till you fall to the ground. Say he then sobs, You must trust that my fists have brought you to holiness. How can you answer? Some human beings are singled out to suffer agonies of the heart. We don't know why. All we know is that any even slightly confident explanation or consolation we offer in Spanish, English, or any mortal tongue sounds glib in the face of every such event and so merely insults the heart's in agony.